Isaiah chapter 12. Prophet Isaiah. Verse 12, verse 1. 12, chapter 12, verse 1. In that day, often when he says in that day, he's referring to the glorious day, the day of the coming of the Messiah. Uh, especially here in reference to chapter 11. Chapter 11, as we studied together, uh, has to do with heaven. That's the chapter where the wolf and the lamb lie down together and, and uh, a lot of beautiful texts and of, uh, the new, of the new heavens, new earth that, uh, that we will dwell in forever and ever. And so as a continuation of that, we could say in that day, in that day when we are with the Lord forever and ever and ever. In that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. You were angry with me, but your anger has been turned away. And his anger at us has been turned to comfort for us. What would cause God to be angry with us? Our rebellion, our sin, our sin against him, our resistance to him. But in his mercy and his love, he's provided a way for us to be set free from sin's bondage. From the selfishness, the carnal nature, the evil desires, the propensity of the flesh. He has set us free by his power. Thus his anger has been turned away. As we have accepted his grace, we have accepted his sacrifice in our behalf, accepted his substitute for us, his atonement for us, his death for our death, our death in him, the removal of our sins, the blotting out of the record of our sins, the cleansing of our consciences by his blood sacrifice, the taking of our carnal nature, putting it upon him, and burying it away, He's turned away his anger and brought us comfort, brought us forgiveness, brought us his grace, brought us his hope, brought us his love, brought us his peace, surrounded us in his everlasting arms and holds us fast to him. His anger has been turned to comfort. The Bible says, those whom I love, God says, I rebuke and I chasten. Because he loves us that he disciplines us. It's because he loves us that he doesn't want us to remain the way we are. It's amazing today, we, society has this notion that love, that unconditional love means that love should be given and accept the person the way they are and allow them to stay the way they are. But true love loves the person enough to care about them, to keep them from harming themselves, to keep them from harming others, and to guide them into a right path. Society says, well, the kid wants to do that. <laughs> Just do it. Just let them do it. Oh, they want to do that. They want to live that lifestyle. They want to put that into their bodies. They want to smoke that. They want to drink that. Well, let them. Just accept them. Just be loving to them. As if that is good. Let the alcoholic just continue to ruin his life. As a demonstration of love towards him. Or to her. That's not true love. That's insanity. That's selfishness. And laziness. 
and really uncaring. It's like the doctor who says, well, I don't want to cut into his body. That's going to hurt even worse. He's going to have weeks of recovery. I'm not going to do that. I'll just let that ooze and that pus just stay there. I'll just let that cancer grow. I'll just let that broken part stay broken. That's not true love. God's love loves us so much that he loves us the way we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way, that he changes us, transforms us. His anger is turned into comfort towards us. Because he was angry. Angry at sin. Angry at the devil. Angry at rebellion. Anger at what it's done to this planet. Anger that he sees killing and, 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 and massacres and, and starving people and disease. He angers him. Saddens his heart. And he hates it. He hates sin. He hates what it does to his children. And his desire is to blot it out. To blot it out of existence forever. By starting with blotting it out of our lives individually. And then corporately. And then once and for all, out of this universe. Thus in that day, you will say, Lord, I praise you. I thank you for changing me. I thank you for revealing to me. I thank you for correcting me. I thank you for convicting me. I thank you for showing me where I was wrong. And showing me the right way. And more than just showing me the right way, for coming and living inside me and empowering me to live the right way. For taking the wrong desires out of me and bearing them upon yourself Bearing them away, taking them away. Thank you so much for doing that. This false love, again, it's like the teacher who, who gets a, a test from a child and, and it, or a student, and, and it's over 50% wrong, but marks it all right. I'm not going to tell them they have anything wrong. That'll hurt their self-esteem. I'm not going to correct them. I want to love them. That's not true love. God's true love, his anger, is turned to comfort because he turns us. He changes us. And he brings us into harmony with him. And thus we praise him. Lord, I praise you. And I thank you for that. And the Lord there in that particular verse is the yud hey vav hey version of, of Lord, as we see there. Point that out, because we'll see that here in another minute. In verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. We sing that. We'll sing that later on tonight. Isaiah 12, verse 2. Behold, his anger has been turned to comfort. Behold, he has become my salvation. He has saved me. Saved me from myself. Saved me from my carnalness. Saved me from my selfish desires. Saved me from my lusts. Saved me from 
materialism. He has saved me. He's become my salvation. Has set me free from the bondages, from the habits of the selfish, greedy nature. The me generation, the I generation, the selfie generation. One after another. More and more selfish. God sets us free. He has become our salvation. And the salvation there is God, salvation, El Yeshua T. God, El, not Elohim there, it's El Yeshua T. My salvation. God, my salvation. Yeshua, our salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. We don't have to fear God. Even in his anger. Even in his disappointment. Because again, he's angry more at the sin. And the rebellion. He loves the sinner. He hates the sin. Important distinction. We also... When we're filled with him, we'll love the sinner. We'll love all. But it doesn't mean, doesn't mean we will approve of the sin. No, we will hate the sin and love the person. And so we will trust him because we know he is good. He knows that he's right. Again, like a child trusting their loving parent that corrects them. Knowing this parent that tells me not to run in the street because he loves me. Deep down, they know that that means they love them. They feel more comfortable when they're protected, when there's boundaries, when right and wrong is distinguished. And we won't be afraid. We'll have a godly fear of the Lord, but not a running away from him fear of the Lord. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength. Yah there, just the yud Hey, part of the yud Hey vav Hey. Yah. It's used a few times in the Bible. It's one of the many names of God. We've we already seen the yud Hey vav Hey. We see Yeshua. We see El. And now we see Yah. Lots of different names. Probably one of the least used. I only know there's a few times in the scriptures. But here's one of them. Yah, the Lord. Some people get off on a tangent and want to say it all the time, and that's the only one they'll use, but lots of little tangents people get off on. Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He is our power, and he is our praise. He is our power. He is our victory. And he causes us to rejoice and to praise him because of what he has done in us. All things made new. Like when Yeshua healed, well, uh, Peter and John, when God threw them, he healed the man, the crippled man, he went jumping and leaping and praising God. His joy and his song, his strength, and his rejoicing. And again, he also has become my Salvation there again. The Yeshua. Yeshua there again. He is our salvation. He is our salvation. 
Therefore, with joy, you will draw forth water from the wells of salvation. Right? We just sang that, right? Right? This is where it comes from, Isaiah. So many songs right out of Isaiah. Isaiah is such a powerful book. And people have chosen, they've seen the words and said, oh, that, that'll make a beautiful song. So poetic. Some of we've seen a number already. We're only up to chapter 12. There's many more to come. Here is just this one short chapter, two songs that we say with joy, with joy, with rejoicing, song, with joy, you will draw forth water from the wells of salvation, like the woman at the well who drink and never thirst again. Deep down water, fresh water, deep wells of water, deep in his word, deep in his love, deep in his truth, deep in God's word. Deep in him, to the depths of him. Throughout eternity, we will learn more and more about him. And our love for him will grow more and more. We will draw water from the well of salvation. There again, third time, Yeshua. Wells of salvation. He is our Savior. He is the well of salvation. Bubbling up. Setting us free. Filling us with joy and song and praise. Draw forth from him. If you're thirsty, come to him and drink. All who are thirsty, come to him and drink. If you're longing for something better, if you feel dried up, if you feel like your life is plateaued, if you're thirsting for something more, something better, need something to satisfy, draw forth water from the well of Yeshua. Draw forth water from his well of salvation. Draw from him, drink of him, take him in. Here now in society today, I mean, well, we get thirsty, you know, but I don't think we really know the depths of really being thirsty living in a time when we didn't have water fountains and running water and surrounded with water and the climate that rains often, but rather living in a desert area. The rainy season is only three or four months long. And you could be walking for miles and miles without finding any water. And your water bottle can dry up. And there's no little convenience store to go buy a bottle. And no water fountain near some restroom somewhere. And no taps to tap into. They knew what it was like to be thirsty. How important it would be to remember your water bottle and not lose it. And to drink from that. But after being thirsty, and thirsty for some time, and to come across fresh water and to drink. Rejoice that you found some water. Fresh, refreshing. 
as fresh and new every morning. So if your soul is thirsty, maybe you've been trying to drink things that don't satisfy, eating things that actually make you more thirsty, emptiness of this world, trying this and trying that, looking for joy here and media and movies and television and entertainment or activities, and still nothing completely satisfies. There's nothing that satisfies our thirst like water, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. Nothing satisfies our thirst like Yeshua, our well of salvation. He is our well. He is our salvation. Verse 4, in that day, again in that day, in that glorious day, when all things will be made new, you will say, praise the Lord. Again, yud hey vav hey version. Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Use the name Yah once, use the name Yehovah again, or Yehovah, whatever you pronounce it. A few times, use Yeshua already three times. Call upon his name. Pronounce his name, declare his name. We will declare from universe to universe what God has done in our lives. Sometimes he will be Jehovah Jireh will be telling a story of him providing for us. And other times we'll be telling a story and we'll de declare his name, El Shaddai, God Almighty. At times we'll be telling a story and telling how he saved us. He's our Yeshua. At times we'll be telling a story that he is the self-existent one from all eternity. He knew us from everlasting. We'll describe him in that way. Or our recreator. Or our sustainer. Or our prince of peace, our Sar Shalom. He has many names because he has many characteristics, because he does many things for us. He has many roles, many characteristics. And he is good in them all. And thus we will praise him. We will praise him. Not ourselves. We won't exalt ourselves. He will get the honor. He will get the praise. He will get the glory. Because in and of ourselves, we are nothing. Without him, we are nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. Without him, all our attempts at doing good are really just bad. Our selfish at heart, our filthy rags. But he is all good. But our worth is invaluable in him. Because he is our salvation. He has paid the price for us. Thus he makes us a fabulous worth. Because he's paid himself for us. 
If a person goes out and buys $100 worth of bricks and $100 worth of feathers and $100 worth of cow manure, which one is worth more? They're all the same, right? They're all $100, right? He paid $100 for each of them, right? Now, they might come in different quantities, right? I mean, he may only have a small pile of bricks for $100. Might have a bigger pile of, of feathers for $100. He might have a whole lot of poop for $100. But it's all still worth $100. So our worth in him is equal to us all because he has paid the same price for us all. So there's no self-exaltation. There's no saying I'm better than anyone else. Because again, we are all nothing. He's been angry with us all. He has changed us all. He has paid the price for us all. Without him, we're nothing. So we're all nothing. Right? We can boast I'm more nothing than he is. <laughs> I am the nothing and nothing there ever is. <laughs> or I guess it would be I'm the nothing is nothing that is never not, right? <laughs> or is not, right? Is <laughs> the most nothing. <laughs> but in him we have our value, and our value is the same. See, insecurity says, well, I'm not as good as they are. But the bricks and the feathers and the calendar are all paid the same price. So you might be the bricks, you know, might build you up, make you a building, right? You might be the feathers, it might turn you into say, security, wall, protection, right? And others make with the feathers, make pillows, comfort things to people, helping people, ministering to people. And then other of us are just the manure, you know. <laughs> it's good it's good fertilizer, you know, so we help things grow, right? He's got a purpose for us all. We all have a different purpose. We all have a different reason. We all have a different reason for being. We're all a little different. But we all have the same value. Because our value is not in ourselves. Our value is not in what we do. That we are the fertilizer or that we're the, the pillows or that we're the building. But our value is in him. And he paid the same for us all. Thus we are all equal in him. And our worth is in him. And thus through him, we can do all things. Because he is our salvation. He is our life. We draw water from him. And we partake of him. And we allow him to indwell us. And then he fulfills his purpose in us. Again, he was angry with us. He's angry with the sin, but he's taken that out. He has killed our carnal nature. And so we're dead. We're dead in him. Right? And again, we can boast that we're more dead than any other dead, right? I'm the deadest of them all. <laughs> we're all dead, but alive in him. And new in him. And equal in him. One in him. So we praise him. We call upon his name. And declare his deeds. 
among the people. Not our own deeds, his deeds of what he has done through us. What he has done in us. And he'll boast throughout the universe. Look, my anger was turned to comfort. They were lost, but now they're found. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. Who has done excellent things? He has done excellent things. He is the builder. He is the pillow maker. He is the farmer. He is the grower. He has done excellent things things. And this will be known in all of the earth and in all of the universe of what he has done in this earth. How he's taken this polluted, filthy, dirty, fallen planet and redeemed it and moved his throne room to this earth. Oh, what a God we serve. Of what a God we have. He has done excellent things. Are you singing tonight? Or are you thirsty tonight? Have you been drinking from the source of salvation? Have you been drinking from the wells of salvation? Have you been drinking in his promises? Have you been drinking in his word? Have you been drinking in trust in him? Have you been drinking in faith in him? Have you been accepting his love for you personally. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You believe him. You take him at his word. Do you trust in him? Are you singing tonight? Not you can say. He can turn your anger into joy. He can turn your disappointment into rejoicing. He can turn your sorrow into joy. He can turn your longing into fulfillment. He can turn your emptiness into fullness of joy. Drink from the wells of salvation. Come on to him, all that are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Come to him tonight. Come to him with your burdens. Come to him with your cares. Let his anger be turned away from you. If there's sin in your heart, sin in your life, disobedience there, rebellion there, resistance there, Selfishness there, greed, unlovingness, lack of compassion, weakness, surrender it to him. And let his anger be turned to comfort in your life. Are you needing his comfort tonight? He is the comforter. Accept his comfort in your life. sad, downtrodden, worried, fearful, depressed, anxious, surrender it to him. And let him turn you into rejoicing.
we can go forth singing, praising Him, and rejoicing in Him, and proclaiming His deeds in all the earth, and proclaiming the excellent things that He has done. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel. Another name. Kadosh Israel. In your midst. Cry out. Sing out. Shout it out. Proclaim it out. For he is great. Now we are great. He is great. The Holy One of Israel. Let us pray together. Our Lord and our God, ruler of the universe, we're thankful that your love for us is so great that you didn't just forsake us when we turned from you, but you came to us. Thank you for coming to us again tonight. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. Thank you for loving us with your tender kindness. Thank you for loving us enough to correct us. Thank you for loving us enough to convict us. Thank you for loving us enough to forgive us. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for giving us value in you and worth in you. Live your life in us and out of us for your honor and for your glory in Yeshua's name.